Hello, everyone. Welcome. Oh, is everyone ready? <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, it's fine. I'll just, I'll just go back and edit that. <laughs> it's fine. Just leave it in. It's okay. Oh, y'all fine. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Fascinating... Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fascinating Folks podcast. So here we are today. We are at the Hoover Price Planetarium in the McKinley Museum. We're so grateful our wonderful boss, Susie, is allowing us to be here today. Come check out the planetarium sometime. Uh, we love it here. We have an original Spitz from 1963 that projects over 3,000 stars on our dome. It just we, turned 60 as of July yeah, 7th. It just turned 60 years old. We absolutely love um, working here at this museum. Uh, my name is Molly Marie, and today we have two guests on the podcast. Hello, Ethan and Everett. Hi. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> um, how are you guys doing? I'm uh, just doing wonderful. I'm a little scared. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> That's okay. You guys are going to do great. <laughs> I'm you, fine. you talk to 50 people at a time for a living now, so you're good yeah. to go. Um, I want to start out with this question. Um, either one of you can go first. If you were a color, what color would you be? Or what color would you say best describes your life right now and why? Ooh. Well, let's start off with me. I'm For everyone who's on the podcast, because we're going to need to differentiate between our voices here, I'm Ethan. Um, my, my, I'd say my color would be blue, because I'm very chill, pretty mellow, typically. Typically like to just hang around and don't really do much beyond that. <laughs> I, I'm making it sound like I don't do anything at all. No, I mean, like, I just... <laughs> Chill. I'm fine. It's all good. You just relax. You're laid back. And you scuba dive. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that water's blue. Water water is, in fact, blue unless, until it's not. <laughs> awesome. All right, Everett, what color would you be? Uh, I would probably say blue as well, simply because uh, I like the ocean. And like the ocean, I'm chaotic, and I just like to drift. <laughs> Copycat. I go with the wind. Copycat. That's really interesting that you used blue as relaxed and chill, and you used it as chaotic. So you're chaotic, but you drift? Yeah. Explain. I'm highly energetic, but I have no purpose to point that energy to. <laughs> <laughs> I see this podcast turns into the self-deprecating humor podcast. Welcome to the first episode of the self-deprecating humor podcast. Let's go. No, that's, no, that's fascinating. We're going to dive deeper get it because it's water we're gonna dive deeper yep, into yep. both of those things but i'm gonna start with um ethan scuba diving yes why do you scuba dive what got you into that well when i was when i was probably i was nine okay we went down to the florida keys and i i had played this game like a couple months earlier i had played this game called endless ocean blue world it's on the wii um and this game honestly has changed my life First off, I prior to this, I was always wanting to be a sort of uh, zoologist all the way up until basically up until high school when I started to realize that I can't deal with blood or viscera. So I ended up realizing that I had to choose something else. But up until that point, like I was like, I want to be a biologist. I want to be an animal conservationist. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be. And I was very fascinated in, well, um, animals. And so I play this game called Endless Ocean Blue World. It's a scuba diving game. And you go and you find animals, you rescue animals, you find treasure, you find this, you explore the globe, basically. And 
I fell in love with this game pretty quickly, and it was pretty much a dream of mine to scuba dive at one point. So we then go down to the Florida Keys. It's a beautiful place if, you, if you've ever been, right? I'm, I'm nine years old, and well, my dad pulled up the idea we could go scuba diving. It was an instantaneous yes, and we ended up going. Granted, in Florida, if you happen to know, you typically have to be about 10 years old, but I, my dad passed me for a 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a massive rule follower, so it was like, it was like a very so much out of character, but I really wanted to go so bad that I just ignored the fact. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, if it wasn't anything else, if it was anything else, I would have been like, no, I'm nine years old, I'm not doing this. But since it was scuba diving, I'm like, I'm doing it. That's so funny. So I go down, so we end up going out to this boat, and then we go out onto this reef, and it's basically everything that I ever dreamed it was. Oh, wow. And That's inspiring. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, you get to see, like, all these fish here on air. And pressurized air has its own unique flavor. And it's, like, <laughs> I know it's kind of, like, weird to say. I know it's, like, weird to say. Yeah. It, like, it tastes kind of different. And it's kind of, like, a really? weird, like, refreshing, like, taste almost. Really? It's not, like, it's kind of, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of, like, weirdly good, but it's also kind of, like, bad at the same time. It's not, like, fresh. Okay. It's not, like, fresh, but it tastes weird in a good way. I don't know how to describe it. Um, so, like, I fall in love with this, and then finally I reached my 18th birthday. We were, my dad has this hot tub, and we're sitting in it, and, like, we were, like, he's, like, what do you want to do? It's your 18th birthday. I'm, like, well, I don't know. I don't know. And... All of a sudden, I'm sitting in this hot tub thinking about things I would like to do in life. And thought comes into my head. Scuba diving. So I pointed out to him and he's like, yes. So I ended up, he ends up taking me to this place up in Akron called uh, freaking Deep Six. And eventually then... You go, he said, freaking Deep Six. <laughs> like I haven't a stain for it or anything. I'm like you, <laughs> like you're angry. Uh, no, 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 I'm not angry at them at all. No, no, no. But they, I eventually get trained. It was pandemic, so it was like it was a pain to get. Like it was oh, a pain no. to like actually get through the process. But I eventually did get through it, and I'm now fully certified in my open water in a Nawi. In Nawi, there's many different forms of scuba diving certification, but I'm Nawi for anyone else who knows that out there. So that's awesome. Yeah. I have a friend named Paul. He's in his 80s. He's a, he was a certified scuba diver, oh, too. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Where do you want to go and scuba dive one day? Where would you like to see next? Oh, geez. Where would I like to see next? I have Well, next, I have to start off pretty simple. I'll probably end up going to a quarry whenever I can afford it. Mm -hmm. um, but where I would like to get to the point of being comfortable to dive to? Oh, geez. There's a lot of places. Galapagos would be an amazing oh, one. Oh, that would be amazing. I, uh, Hawaii... It would be a great one too. Uh, there's a few places out, like in like uh, Polynesia, which has some really amazing islands. Like uh, what's that one place where it's like typically you have like the island islands, and then you have like the resorts where they have just like the houses that are literally over top like the water. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. What is that? I don't know. I have no idea, but I I have an image in my head, but it could be the wrong image. But it's like that, that those places typically are amazing for scuba diving. Um, I'd like to go back to Florida again. There's some dive spots there. I know like the the reefs there are now kind of like very bleached, mm -hmm. but like still. And of course, probably the best one, the Great Barrier, would be an amazing oh, one. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Can't you see the Great Barrier Reef from space? space? Yes. I thought so. Yes. That's awesome. Well, Ethan, we're going to take it over to the ocean with Everett. Yeah. And Everett, you said you're chaotic like the ocean. Yeah. Is Tell there us, an... Everett, what is that? <laughs> Everett, is there an animal in the ocean that you relate to? Oh, the shark. Why do you relate to the shark? Well, um, like most sharks, I wander aimlessly until something piques my interest, and then I'm 100% on it. <laughs> what ha what's recently piqued your interest in life? Uh, recently, it has been, um, not much. Uh, <laughs> the FBI is definitely a big one. I'm trying to get there, but also just something that has peaked it recently is, um, the possibility of making a YouTube channel or writing a book. So that has definitely somewhat piqued my interest. I'm going to give you two questions in one. Mm -hmm. Why Why do you want to work for the FBI? What draws you to that? And then the second question will be, what kind of book and YouTube channel do you want? So, so um, what draws me to the FBI and what drew me to originally start trying astrophysics before I couldn't do the math and went history was I want to do my part for humanity mm -hmm. before I try my ultimate goal, which is to sail the ocean and basically Davy Jones it by never talking to anyone again. I don't want to see land again. <laughs> I want to sail. <laughs> so you want to, you want to help people and then you want to disappear on the ocean? Yes. Complete opposite end for the rest of your life? Yeah. Do you want to have like your own family one day? Well, yeah, but take um, them on the ocean with you. My in high school, my friends and I helped design, well, I designed it. They helped build the inside. But we designed a boat, a three-masted frigate, which is self-sufficient. A bit like a life-size boat. Yeah. That is so cool. And I'm hoping one day, $3 million, never going to happen. But hopefully, if I ever get that much, to just sail for the rest of my life. By yourself. Well, I'll have a crew. Oh, so you'll have a crew. I'm not touching land. This is why I, <laughs> well, this is why I was like, oh my goodness, I personally would get so lonely. I'm like, don't, where's your family? Where are your friends? Well, like, I, I'll need go people. and visit, but oh, for the most okay. part, I'm hoping, like, if they ever need to go anywhere, which my mom will, mm -hmm. I'll, like, sail them to places. But what what do you want to do on the ocean? Just sail. Just sail. I want to be free. That is... <laughs> That is the Jack Sparrow say best. It's pure freedom to sail. You can go anywhere you want in the entire world. Where would you go to first? No, Point Nemo. Oh, wow. The farthest place from land you can get. What? <laughs> Are you scared that, at that, all? That seems like the scariest no. part of it. <laughs> I was going to say, that's terrifying. You're not scared. No. Okay. What do you want to write a book about? What do you want to um, start a YouTube channel about? The YouTube channel is playing video games simply because I like video games and it's something entertaining to me. Mm -hmm. um, the book would be, since I am a true Ohioan and I hold my loyalties to Ohio above all else, except maybe Nation, um, I definitely want to do a sci-fi book about Ohio, like aliens invading or whatever. That would be so interesting. Welcome to the cornfields. Welcome of to the cornfields. Do you guys like Ohio? Uh, oh, I'm more on the field of get me out of the state as soon as we can. Okay. 
We're going to learn about that. I love Ohio. Everett, I, what do you think of Ohio? I've been to many states, and I hate every single one compared to Ohio. It so is the best state. We have some differences here. Oh, boy. Ethan, what state do you want to go to and get out of Ohio? And why don't you want to be in Ohio? Anything except for Missouri and Kansas. <laughs> have you been there? Yes. Missouri is a complete Missouri because it's in Missouri. And then Kansas is just completely flat with nothing, basically, for the most part. Okay. Where do you want to go? Specifically, give us a state. Um, this is probably the most Ohioan thing to say, but Florida. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Everett, what do you like about Ohio? Ohio has a little bit of everything. If you go to the south of Ohio, you're pretty much in the south. Uh, <laughs> Accent-wise and just geography-wise, it's pretty farmy. And then Army. if you go north, we have big cities. We have the Amish if you ever wanted furniture for cheap. Um, we have a little bit of everything. And also, I'm sorry, we're the reason the United States was formed. Um, you know. Kind of and kind of not. I can kind of see where you're getting that logic, but I also heavily nope, disagree with it. You're wrong. I'm the history major. <laughs> I'm a history buff, and I understand what your argument is going through just by the fact that you said that, and I, I already disagree with it. Uh, Battle it out. Plus, we won the Union, the Civil War. I mean, I'm not detentioning so, that. Like, but I, Ohio was the reason. I don't feel like it was as substantial as If far the as pioneers hadn't wanted to move into the Northwest Territories, which weren't named the Northwest Territories at the time, but if they hadn't wanted to move there... The English and the French would have, or the, well, technically it's the French. I, 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 but we would have never gone to war over it, and we would have never, from that point, been in debt. Or England would not have been in debt. So therefore, the taxes would not have been raised, and we would have not had a reason to revolt against England for a very long time. Again, this is exactly where I knew you were going with this. However, they weren't just going... To specifically but Ohio. it was specifically Ohio that was the point of the conflict in history. It was, it was specifically the Ohio border that people were crossing over the most, and it was there the French were the most angry. But also, a part of Ohio is British colonies. You know that, right? Most Ohio was not part of England. At ever the hear? Time. Ever hear of the great, uh, the uh, western, the Great Rest Western Reserve? Yes, but that reserve was not English territory. That was given to the Native Americans to live in. Um, that was a it was, territory it was a, given. it was a reserve of Connecticut, meaning it was part of Connecticut's territory. No, England specifically made it that they had no power over the area. It was Native American. I mean, it was still a Connecticut territory, and it was established by many Connecticut um, settlers. Yes, well, that is true. It is not. They... England was not saying it was Connecticut. A lot of places in the United States were settled by people, but they weren't technically owned by England. We just moved in. Yeah, I, it was a partition, like though. It was, it was literally in the border. You go, there's a I know, but the border was also separated. We had the border technically, yes, you can say it was England, but England specifically said they had no power there. It was Native American, they just couldn't stop people. I mean, England also said that they had no power in the colonies at all, so... There's a difference, because it was written into law. I mean... There is a difference. 
I mean, I will argue with this whole. This time. is really interesting <laughs> to me because I don't have um, a side standpoint on this. I love history, but I don't know it as in depth as you guys as you guys do. This is the contention of history buffs here. My my dad is a big history buff. My dad loves like George Washington and American history and all that. So you know, I grew up going to war reenactments oh, and yeah. museums. These were part of our vacations. These were part of our you know, weekends, and my dad loves talking about history, so I've gained a love for history, but it's not as in-depth as what you guys are discussing, so this is interesting to me. I, I want to ask you, <laughs> what, you, what was that look you gave Ethan? It was completely uh, disdain. He was like this, he was like, was Just that on purpose? Side-eye, how the look you? of an anti-loyalist Ohio. <laughs> well, I, I, I despise ask, Ohio. I want to ask Ethan. Do you agree with Everett on what he talks about regarding Ohio, how great Ohio is? What is your take on that? I find Ohio an interesting point because it's in such a weird point in history and like the globe as a whole. For example, uh, UNESCO World Heritage, uh, they actually only recognize two sites here in America, both of which are in Ohio. It is the Ohio Erie Canals as well as the Hopewell Indian Mountains. Like it's the whole in our nation. It's, are basically in Ohio. Then we also have, as Everett was kind of putting on, the revolutionary history is here. Um, out near Bolivar, we even have a Fort, fort Lawrence, which was a revolutionary fort. Out and they're there. rebuilding it now, I think. Oh, I think they? they're about to start rebuilding it. I was there a couple weeks ago. Oh. We go every year. I, I'm actually, I'm actually, that's where my second job is at down there. At Fort Lawrence? Not at Fort, Fort Lawrence, but like in Bolivar. Oh, in so. Bolivar. I, yeah, Fort Lawrence is a cool place. I think they're actually going to start rebuilding the fort. They should. I know they were doing reenactments a few weeks ago. Yeah, they were. They were. We know a guy down there. Um, He's the telescope man. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> we go every single year to see him. He's a wonderful man. I remember when my sister was nine years old. He had this little, I think it was like a little microscope that was from, was it 17, the 1780 something? Okay. And my dad was like, do not touch anything, Lucy, do not touch anything. And the guy hands it to my sister and he says, here, hold this from 1780. And he was give, gave her something to look at through. And my dad's just like, oh my gosh, my nine-year-old is holding this little artifact. <laughs> but every single year, we always love this man, this gentleman. Every single year we go back and see him. We talk to him and we've kind of formed like a little friendly camaraderie with this yeah. man. He's a really cool guy, but we like going to Fort Lawrence. Anywho, about Ohio? Oh yes, about Ohio. I feel like his position is very interesting in the world stage as a whole, and let alone like the nation. I love the memes about Ohio being like this complete place where nothing was corn, and that every single person inside of it is actually a corn person, not a human. I love corn. <laughs> Wait, amp up, amp up, Florida. Amp up, Florida. Yeah. Oh, uh, most no, of Flo most of, most of people from Florida are, are actually either descendants from people from Ohio or actually. From Ohio. Is that true? Yes. Is that a statistic that it's we could statistic. look up? It is a Florida is the number one place Ohioans go. I yes. do like Florida. I'd rather, I love Florida and I like to visit Florida. And if I got a job for a while in Florida, but I'd prefer to live in Ohio because Ohio is weather wise. I love that hot safer. weather. You will never catch me. I love that hot weather. I do like that there's lizards in Florida. I love those lizards. They're cute. And I like that you can swim I with love, manatees. I, I love I love the croc. I love the alligators. I like alligators, but I don't want one swimming under me because I like to go to lakes and ponds and things. 
and I don't want to take a risk of my foot getting chomped. I, I, I don't mind the risk. I love how different we all are. <laughs> I'm all right with the alligators. I'm not going to Florida. No, not the crocodile. I would never do Oh, it's not Ever, ever in existence will I ever go to Florida. Ever. What's a... Po- okay, let's all say one positive thing about Florida and one positive thing about Ohio. One positive thing about Florida is they have manatees. One positive thing about Florida, Ethan. Their environment. Everett, do you have anything? Nope. <laughs> nope. I don't. Nothing about Florida. Do you, have you been Ohio to Florida? Ohio nationalist. No. I never want to go to Florida. Okay, let's all give one positive thing about Ohio. Um, family. I feel like you kind of stole it. Um, you can say family. Family. It's about the program. History. There's tons of history in Ohio. I mean everywhere there's something to learn and you can go different places all the time and continue to dive deeper did we, did we ever say that we were in the hoover Place plantation oh my goodness okay oh my gosh we're so, this far <laughs> in and yet we haven't said that so here we are today we are at the hoover price planetarium in the mckinley museum we're so grateful our wonderful boss Susie is allowing us to be here today come check out the planetarium sometime uh we love it here. We have an original Spitz from 1963 that projects over 3,000 stars on our dome. It just we, turned 60 as of July yeah, 7th. It just turned 60 years old. We absolutely love um, working here at this museum. I should say, all three of us work here. Well, Everett technically does not. He's, I volunteer. He's a volunteer. <laughs> so I've worked at this planetarium for almost three years now, and Susie recently hired... Ethan, and then Everett is our volunteer, and he wants to be working. We're so grateful to have you guys here. It's so much fun to have this energy during planetarium shows. Uh, Ethan, how did you come to the planetarium? What brought you here? All right, so I was looking for a job. I was kind of starting to get kind of desperate. I'm a little bit. I was a little bit low on funds and drastically worried about paying for college this semester. What are you going to school for? Physics. Okay. I'm, a, I'm going to be a physics major. Thing that Everett completed. And, I got a minor. And, and then, then, then they kind of just said no. Why'd you choose <laughs> physics? Uh, I was in high school. I took a physics class and I fell in, I was always a math guy and I fell in love with the math. So, and I, okay. and I was looking for something to go to school for since like I was no longer wanting to do uh, biology stuff. So, like, I fell in love with physics because of the math. Um, oh, yeah, back to, back to how I got here. Um, so I was looking for a job. I was scrolling around on Indeed. I came across a position for a museum job. Not at this museum. I was actually looking at the Cannes Art Museum. Oh. Surprisingly enough. That's very interesting. Do you um, like art? I do love art. Art is I'm basically everything nerdy that is that you think of I'm into. Why do you, what's your favorite art art painting or what's your favorite piece of art? I'm going to give you one better, my artist, my favorite artist. Yes, who is it? I was raised up knowing a guy by the name of M.C. Escher. Okay. I'm a very, I'm very so much a realist in every like regard of my art likes and I love a lot more of like the realism art of a little bit more romanticism even though it's a little bit like I guess not age appropriate but like even though, despite that, I think it's beautiful art. Um, I like Baroque. I like uh, a little bit more Renaissance. I like uh, rena- uh, revival, Gothic revivalism. I like all of it, basically. Until you start getting to Jackson Pollock kind of era. 
But side note, um, art. So I was looking at the art museum. So I was like, I didn't get it, right? And th that made me kind of like keep an eye out for, because that made me realize it might be cool to work in a museum. So I keep my eye out. I wasn't expecting to find another one, and I was looking continuously looking, and I run into a position for here at the McKinley Museum, specifically not for the planetarium. I was looking for the downstairs in the science area of Discover World. However, I go into the interview, goes good, I don't hear back. About a week after when I was told I'd be, I'd be, if I was accepted, I'd be, I would hear back by, I go into my email looking for something and then I see that I get a response by Susie, our planetarium director, and she's like, Hey, I heard you were looking to be in the Discover World. How about you come work at the planetarium instead? I'm like, absolutely. And so I came, and it was basically instant that I was here, and I'm currently here. Is it what you imagined? In a lot of ways, yes. In a lot of ways, no. It's a lot of fun, that's for sure. It's fun. It is fun. It is fun. What's your favorite part about working here? I feel like I do like talking. I'm a big talker. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big mouth. Um, no, um, I, have, I have a speech and debate background, mm -hmm. and I like using that experience. And I think also as well, and then I'm a little bit, I'm, like I said previously, I'm a big nerd for everything that you can think of that is kind of like an intellectual pursuit in some sort of regard. Uh, so like, it was very easy for me to basically be like, um, science, space, space, amazing! Were you always interested in space? Oh well, yeah. Because it's part of physics. And there's crossover there. Well, yes. But I wasn't always in the physics. Okay. But I was always in the space. You were always in the space. Do you have a favorite planet? Ooh. Um. Or Earth. We all love Earth. I feel like I, feel like I have a connection to um, Venus for whatever reason. Why do you have a connection to Venus? I feel like I did, I did a presentation to it when I was in very young and i feel like i felt i kind of enjoyed my time researching the planet and i got like some pretty beautiful images it's like it's not a place i would ever want to go why not it's deadly <laughs> yes <laughs> tell us about venus ethan it's about 900 degrees fahrenheit in the shade uh, 867 degrees fahrenheit it's, it's hot it's hot it's hot and then it rains acid and the entire planet is basically just one giant volcano yep it's scary but it's pretty but it's beautiful it's a it's, beautiful it's really a gorgeous planet what i what so i would love to see is humans getting a, a space station around it because like oh imagine, wow imagine going there for like a vacation right and you get to like look at this beautiful like planet below I'd be you. scared that something would happen to the space station. Well, and, I, mean, I mean, and then I would, I mean, we're talking space tourism in like 50 years here. Oh, okay. Like we're not talking like right now we're getting, we're going to go send ISS to <laughs> orbit around Venus. And then we're all like, going to be going there. This is scaring me a little bit. No, I'm talking like sci-fi type going in the future, future space station thing. A space habitat. Yeah. A space a habitat. habitat. There we go. All right. Well, Everett, how did you get here? We're really glad to have you, Ethan. I'm really glad to have you. Well, Everett? as it seems to be in this podcast, Ethan and I are opposites. He wanted to work at an art museum. I wanted anything but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
care. Like, I like looking at, of course, art from, like, the Renaissance and before, but honestly, don't really care for it that much. You're not, like, not, not nothing Jackson Pollock. Yeah, anything new, I don't really think is that cool. What about Starry Night? Starry Night is absolutely beautiful because it's a starry night, but it's also made by a painter I respect. Okay. Back when he's art was more of a beautiful yeah, he's craft. A, he's Impressionism. Um, yeah. I love Impressionism. Impressionism is very beautiful. It's beautiful to look at. And, it uh, is. Art's not my thing, so I basically, like art in a normal museum. Basically, I forget the term for it, basically everything in... Um, it's not modernism because technically impressionism is modernism i'm postmodernism basically everything postmodernism when it comes to actual art is like you have things like jackson pollock jackson pollock is really just like the guy who does splatter paints and he looks like kind oh of, mm, okay yeah see my sister's actually an artist so she knows a lot more about art history than i i used to love art in school and i love learning about the artist but since that i have not kept up with it and so She'll talk to me about it, and I'll be like, oh, that's right, that's right. But I can't differentiate as easily as she can. Yeah. Or yeah. I won't know the different categories that paintings are. I love going to art museums, like the Cleveland Art Museum. Yes. is spectacular. Oh, I love appreciating wonderful. it. It is But I'm no historian. Nation, actually. Is it really? It is. And it's for free to go into. Yeah, it's free to go into. Not free to go into, like, the exhibitions, Finch. but that's fairly that's reasonable, especially because they got to get their funding somehow. Oh, yeah. And... That's why I don't <laughs> like any of that. Well, okay. So how'd you get here, though, Everett? How'd oh, yeah, you get yeah, here? Oh, yeah, yeah, we gotta get back to that. Uh, I got here simply because um, I like museums. I, since I got out with my history degree, I needed something. Mm -hmm. And a museum seemed like the best choice since I love history. Uh, even if I don't know most of it, mm -hmm. I do love it. And this was the only museum I could find that wasn't an art museum that was hiring. So, or at least having a volunteer. I would have loved to volunteer at MAPS. Oh, I love oh, the yeah. MAPS Museum. Oh, yeah. MAPS is beautiful. A dream come true. But it's so, run by... All veterans. Yeah, all mm -hmm. veterans and also entirely uh out of they don't hire people it is entirely volunteers could oh, you volunteer yeah. there just for your own that's what i'm fulfillment? thinking of doing i'm just trying to volunteer here more so i could hopefully get a job yeah. <laughs> you could go you could figure out the way to go hop in that b17 they got they i love the maps museum i've been going good. there since i was it's little it's really cool i've been there more times than i can count and i've loved every second have I you don't. gone to the pancake breakfast no oh they have really good pancakes i did spend the night there once though Why'd you spend the night Ooh. there? Boy Scouts. Oh, that's fun. Did you guys... I didn't do anything fun when I was in Boy Scouts like that. Wait, did you sleep on, like, the concrete floors? Uh, no, we had cots. Uh, tents and cots. Oh, okay, that's nice. I was gonna say, that's not very comfortable there at the Maps Museum. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you slept in, like, a, like a freaking Mustang or whatever. Not a Mustang. <laughs> Biplanes that they got there or whatever. I slept in a lot of things. What's the craziest thing you slept in? Uh, a refrigerator box. <laughs> I had one, and I made it into a fort. And so oh, yeah. I oh, the cardboard in. box. Yeah. That's fun. Well, I, I feel like no, every kid wasn't. does that. So we <laughs> loved making forts. Yeah, every kid loves making a fort and then sleeping in the, their fort. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just wanted a box, and then I fell asleep in it. 
I think it's amazing. <laughs> I think it's amazing, Everett, that you want to help and you're volunteering your time. You might be taking care of the animals downstairs. Do you have a favorite animal in Discovery World? Um, in Discovery World, I'd have to say the tarantula, just because, although, um, simply because my dad used to raise tarantulas. Oh. Uh, so I feel some sort of like, oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I'd, it, it'd be fun. It's interesting kind of your stories about getting started here because um, two and a half, three years ago, why are you laughing? They're opposites. Oh. <laughs> I kind of got started in a similar sense. So I had applied to Discover World because oh, yeah. I love museum work. I was going to school for astronomy at the time. Um, it was during the pandemic. So I do theater and astronomy. Those were like my two big things. And I was like, I'd love to work with the animals. I'd love to work science with the kids. I love the dinosaurs they weren't hiring for the planetarium and I sent my application in and they they didn't need me I forget what it was and they saw on my resume astronomy degree in progress and Susie got a hold of it ah. and they gave no they gave it they said you might want to call this girl and Susie called me and I feel like that was God blessing me because the planetarium is, was like the dream job of the century. And I was still in school for astronomy. So working, it was funny. I had a class about how to work in a planetarium that I didn't even take yet. And now I'm not, <laughs> now my astronomy degree is on hold because I'm going back for theater and Bible theology. I wanna pursue my astronomy degree again some point. But like, I feel like it was God blessing me and I came here at the planetarium and it's just the coolest place ever because you get to tell people how exciting space is and like what God did in the sky. So. I want to know more about you guys so go ahead and share with me something you love about physics and something you love about history um whoever wants to go first um i want to say about physics i feel like i just love how not only do you have the mathematical i love the complex mathematical equations and i love mm -hmm. not just ha having the complex mathematical equations but seeing how they literally apply to the everyday world yes like for example, like yes. I could, I could calculate how fast my, how fast I threw a air, paper airplane based on the angle I threw it at and how long it took That's to hit cool. the ground and how far it got. And it's like, yes, like you could do that kind of stuff, and like it actually applies. It's not like chemistry where it's like, oh, you know, it kind of relates, but it's not like every single day. You know, like it, it can literally be as simple as like your car. How long does it take you to fly? Well, then we can figure out the coefficient of friction and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And like, it's pretty, I, I, just, I just like it in that regard. I find it very applicable to like the real world. That's awesome. What about you, Ethan? Why do you, what's something about history <laughs> that you like? You did oh, it again. Everett. You did it you again. Guys these, you guys have these E names. The letter uh, E. Mr. E, Mr. E, strike again. <laughs> Uh, That's John. Oh, is John coming in? Oh, hi, John. We're just recording a podcast over here. So we'll be done within the next... Do you want to say hi to the podcast? Sure, why not? This is John Appanese. You'll be on the podcast soon, hopefully. Go ahead, John. You can say hi. <laughs> okay, I can say hi, so hi. <laughs> John's one of our planetarium presenters. If You can just go ahead and get get your stuff going we'll, we'll be done and out of your hair by the time you let people in okay that's a good thing <laughs> <laughs> um, what's, your, what's your favorite planet john my favorite planet is the earth 
Why? And that's I'm no not... joke. Well, because it's the one we're on, and yes. it's the one that gives us life. It is the one that has nurtured our entire existence, and it, we have a codependent and co-symbiotic relationship with this planet, which means that it takes care of us, and we must, in turn, take care of it. We're, we're failing at that, though. We're, we're okay. We're failing at that. We are failing at it currently, but we're reaching a critical mass of awakening where enough people are starting to become aware of the problem that solutions shall begin to present themselves because we are demanding it as sure. opposed to accepting excuses from powers that be that are only interested in their own, you know, purposes. We're going to have you on the podcast. And yes. It's him and Lisa. It's going to be very interesting. All right. <laughs> Let me get everything going. You just do your thing. So, Everett, what's one thing you like about history? Uh, history, to me, my specialty, if any of you have Googled what I said before arguing with Ethan and saw me wrong, my specialty is military history. Okay. Which is what I love about history is because through our conflict, we can see how cultures are shaped how people view themselves and their groups mm -hmm. and it's just something mirac miraculous about history because it's the story of mankind how far we have come how far we have yet to go and it connects us all i love talking to you guys because i feel like i'm always learning from you <laughs> it's good because a little kid here in the planetarium the other day he said how do you learn all this stuff and i said to him i said well books and I was like, but also my coworkers. You guys are very intelligent. I learn a lot from you. I loved the one day we all three walked out on the landing. <laughs> we're looking for people to come into our show. We just look like a, a, a passel of nerds. And it's amazing because we're all. They call it a study. They do? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I that. <laughs> That's funny. Um, we all love to learn. And I think we all have our niches that we're specifically interested in. I've always really loved planetary science and I love relating my love of science to the Lord and creation. And another thing that I'm really interested in is musical theater and theater itself and storytelling um, and how we react to plays and relate to other people and um, learn from the empathy that's brought about in theater. I wanted to know, do you guys like theater? Because you guys are very into I, all of these things. I've, I've had, a, I've never done actual theater. But when I was in when I was in high school, I did speech and debate, and one of the things I did I did I jumped around the categories the entire time. It's like there are a few categories that I did that which kind of relate. One of one of which is a declamation, which means that basically in, instead of like writing a speech, you are giving someone else a speech. Mm -hmm. What I did was I did Plato's Apology because mm -hmm. I love not only just history but I also love philosophy, and I felt like I just I read the words of it. And I'm just like I like this. That's awesome. And then the other thing I did was uh, dramatic interpretation. Oh, okay. So I did this whole skit where I was a madman thinking that he was El uh, Edgar Allan Poe. There we go. And like it's a whole homage to like everything Edgar Allan Poe. And like I did like this ridiculous, over the top, like maniacal, maniacal laugh at the end. It was it was fun. <laughs> Not, 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 I do, didn't even bore. Can you do your laugh real quick? <laughs> <laughs> you need to talk to John here. <laughs> well, it's other John, because he is Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, really? For hire. Eve Everett, do you like theater? I like theater. I do not like musicals. I, 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 Unless it's way. an opera. What kind of music do you guys like? All kinds. I basically so. like everything non-modern. 
Uh, basically everything that is not pop and country. I like old classic rock. I like um, I like um, jazz, blues, swing, uh, classical. I like all that. Uh, one one of the more modern ones that I like is uh, Vaporwave, and I really enjoy like listening to that in my car. It's really it's really it's really good for just like peacing out and just like doing something while you listen to music. Everett. I'm a diehard metalhead. I listen to metal. Yeah, metal. Iron Maiden until the end. Uh, but I also like classical. I love jazz, blues, rock, old style country. I like, and I'm um, getting into a lot of just Celtic. Or I love Celtic music. I is really good. Theater though, have you been to a play? Um, I have been to a play. Uh, I forget what it was, but it was in California. You guys are storytellers here at the Planetarium. I, I've, I've always been a storyteller. Like, my father's always said that I'm really good at telling stories. I'm going to rapid fire this because I know... Okay. When did you start letting people in, John? Uh, about a few minutes. Okay, we'll wrap it up in four minutes? That's fine. Okay, so let's... I'm going to ask you guys real quick questions. Okay. Favorite constellation? Scorpius. Hydra. Uh, favorite history fact off the top of your head? Um... Come on. You can go first. In World War One, the clay kickers, uh, they started out by a man going to the war department in England, a sewer worker going to the war department, getting on the floor with a shovel and miming out kicking clay. And that's how it got started. <laughs> what? Everett, yeah. Everett, Ethan, Ethan, I mean, Ethan, um, your history um, facts. Um, despite, uh, I forgot, I don't know. I don't know. I don't okay, know. what's your, oh, go ahead. Well, you know, uh, I've, I don't know. Favorite There's memory? Physics fact. Favorite, favorite physics fact? Uh, physics fact. Um, <laughs> my physics facts are, are math related and it would take me forever to explain. Tell it. us a math problem. Uh, <laughs> if you drop a bullet and shoot a bullet. Wait, what? If you drop a bullet and shoot a bullet um, at the same height, it'll hit the ground at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Tell us, what kind of math do you love to do? Uh, calculus. Algebra, calculus. Okay, calculus. Okay, I like algebra. Um, favorite, favorite star? The sun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think that's such a good answer. I'm going to caveat after that one there. The sun. Um, <laughs> All credits ever. Favorite artist? MC Escher, I give that one. Um, favorite singer? Uh, ooh, Lemmy. Favorite singer, Ethan? Uh... I don't know if I, I can't remember, I don't know if I have a specific favorite singer, I just have favorite bands, I'm going to say Led Zeppelin. Did you have something else you wanted to say? Ozzy Osbourne. Um, and favorite part of the museum besides the planetarium? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Alice. Alice is really fun. Anything upstairs that mentions North Canton. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the last, the last question I'm going to ask you, we have to wrap this up in two minutes now. Yes. So. You guys know I'm a Christian. I love talking about God and the stars and how it all relates to his creation. You know, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. I believe that he shows us his glory in the sky. Everett, you believe in God. What's one way you see God in everyday life? Um, I see God in everyday life by looking at the world and seeing how he created 
I also believe in evolution, so I believe he created every single thing slowly, meticulously, in creating us in his image to create new things to go and discover. And Ethan, what's one way you look at the world and you see wonder in everyday life? Honestly, I think I find wonder just through learning. Because like you learn so much interesting facts in life and then you learn that there's this world is way more amazing than what you can even just first look at it. Like most people wouldn't even think about like uh, certain cave networks that exist in this planet. Yeah. There's like the oceans have like all like, these amazing creatures. There's, for example, there's a, what's referred to as the immortal jellyfish. Basically, um, if you slice it up, it will regrow itself no matter how, how little or how small. It wow. will regrow itself. Friendship, despite differences. Well, thank you guys both for sharing today. It is absolutely a pleasure to talk to you guys. I feel like if I come back in a year, we'll have to record you guys again because you guys are so much fun. <laughs> um, I just, the language you guys use, for example, Ethan using the word waterfowl. Yes, just the, the way you guys are is amazing. So I hope you have a beautiful day and good blessings, everyone. Mwah.